everybody to another edition of Go Blue with Stu. I am Stuart Douglas, your host. Today, I got one of the managers for my team. He was also there in the amateur era, Michael Harare. <laughs> I said that right. Mikey, we were just talking. You, you, you No, I didn't. You, uh, you're hiding from your sleeping toddler right, toddler right now. You had a pandemic baby, and I, and I wanted to ask you, how was that uh, when we hit record? Yeah, so um, terrifying, pretty much to say the least, just not knowing what's going on. Like, he was born, like, we were pregnant most of the time pre-pandemic. So, like, our baby shower the month, like, a few weeks before he was coming out was when it really, like, got worse. It was literally oh, yeah. that last weekend of normal life, pretty much, for the last couple of years was our baby shower weekend. And then, like, they didn't even know if I'd be in the hospital when he was going to be born. Like, so it was like up until like a day before, we didn't even know if I was going to be there. So it's been terrifying. And then just trying to navigate, you know, keeping him safe while still trying to do stuff. You know, you have all these plans when you're expecting, you know, you're going to do this with your kid. You're going to take him here, take him there. And then just can't do any of that. (laughs) You're just living in your apartment, you know, maybe you can take him for a walk outside if everyone wears their masks, you know, kind of thing Um, until, until he gets his, you know, enough shots. It's terrifying enough to be a new parent, let alone having to navigate all the safety issues. It's like double the safety. You're already worried about yeah. the first kid like hitting their head or falling or whatever. And now it's getting sick and now it's double. I can't even imagine. Yeah, it, it, it was terrifying. But, you know, we're, we're doing a little while. We actually took him to the aquarium this morning, which in freezing in New York. So nobody was really there too much. He got to see, you know, the jellyfish. He loved that. But, you know, run around a little bit. But, you know, just trying to make smart decisions, what's safe to be around, where you can go with him and all that, just so he can experience things and he's not so sheltered or lucky. He's yeah. very social. He'll go to people there. Um, but, you know, you do need that playtime with the other kids and all that and just trying to navigate there. You know, one of my friends has a kid a couple months younger than him. So you know, we've done some play dates there, you know, just yeah, but it, he, he's a priority just making sure he's okay and all that and you know you just figure it out from there yeah wild i wish you all the best of luck Thank you, you you were i i think i have this right was it 06 to 10 you're at michigan uh oh five to oh nine. Oh five to oh nine. okay so you were just there for one year with i you. was there one year with you gotcha so you got the best of both worlds with with amaker and beeline what, what was that transition like um I guess, like, as a whole, what were you, like, what were people thinking? But also, like, from your standpoint, being a manager. So, as a manager, the cultures were completely different between the two. Like, Amaker was, you know, the old-style Duke way. Everything was, managers were, like, basically not seen, not heard. You know, you, you just go there. You, you have your towel ready, the water bottles ready. You're filming. Yeah. And, you know, you're not really doing Beeline, you know, he, he involved us a little more. You know, and that's not to say anything bad about Coach Amaker. Amaker was one of the nicest people there um there it's just you know the culture of like what you're doing in practice and all that there like for example training tables like the players ate and then if there was leftover like managers can go in after that's what everyone else ate but people like we're standing around one time right after he came in and it's just why are you guys waiting here go get food (laughs) so you know it's like little things like that were definitely the difference um that we noticed is being a little more involved than that Oh, also like just like from our job standpoint with Amaker, there was a lot of 
old technology for lack of anything. Like we were still videotapes in sure. 2005, 2006, you know, stacks of VCRs and you're just hitting record on all of them, the different games there. Beeline moved it, you know, we had DVDs, the laptops, all that. So we definitely got a little bit of a boost there, which made it a lot easier when I'm filming the games and I can live clip offense, defense and all that there. And, not, you know, we'd film in practice and, you know, ne they never watched the practice tapes ever, except that one time, you know, you leave it at Chrysler and then like, hey, where's practice from yesterday? So, so then yeah, I got to run to Chrysler, go grab it and bring it back to Weidenbach, the old offices uh, uh -huh. there before we had the PDC, all that. So um, things like that. Like, um, you know, you know, you guys used to run the steps in Chrysler. You go all the way to the top there. That little room that was up there, that's yeah. where we used to film games from under Amaker. Like, that's where we had all the video equipment, all that. So we basically go up there, carrying all the equipment, all those steps at the top. And, you know, we're up there videoing it and all that where you know beeline we got to use the camera well you know where the tv does so you know like little things like that were different there um we had like a little closet that we had to change in on the concourse um there before they moved us down like by the locker room which you know there amica you know managers were suit and tie during the game beeline you know we got to wear polos a little more relaxed environment things like that were really like kind of the key differences between them for us um, culture wise, you know, like I said, we were there for the beginning of BLAN. First year we went like, I know we finished like five and five to end it. We, we didn't win that many games that first year. Second year, obviously yeah. we make the tournament there. So, you know, the first couple of years, like with the transition is still trying to figure it out. So like from like the team culture standpoint, I felt like, you know, Amaker had his guys, they had that kind of program, you know, how he was going there. And then, you know, you have the new coaching culture changes, you know, guys leave, you have some guys who kind of get forced out like they're unofficially you know like uh reed baker jared smith caleb morris you know they kind of you know guys like epe who leave for other opportunities you know yeah uh, yeah um so you know, you're still trying to kind of find that balance there all that you know we come in you guys you know we had that great season we make the tournament finally there but you know it's still trying to feel each other out kind of for in terms of like program culture as a whole i feel like from the manager standpoint right yeah because it's like it is a very thankless job. I know there's like a lot of stuff to deal with. Was there, was there, I, I don't know. Cause we, you guys were behind the scenes so much. It was running around grabbing stuff, but was there more, I feel like we had like 17 managers at my time at Michigan. Was there more under beeline than there were with Amaker? Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, Amaker, like I said, like they required a full-time commitment. Like you had gotcha. to be there every practice, everything. Beeline's like, oh, you can only be here these days. Or like, I think by the time uh, after I graduated, when uh, John Adler and uh, DP were head managers, they had like teams of managers. So like these managers were here these days, these managers were here that day. Because so, it was a lot more like the relaxed. You didn't have to be that full-time commitment to be there. Like if you wanted it, it was there. You had that opportunity to you know grow there, but you didn't have to do it, which was definitely... Um, something I wouldn't have done. I wanted to be involved. I wanted to be there all the time, but, you know, there definitely were people who, you know, had an opportunity to now to be involved with the program, get involved, which definitely is a good thing. You always want more people involved, more people caring and helping out. How did you determine like seniority for like road trips and stuff? Cause I remember you were always with us, but not everybody could travel, but I feel like there's some, uh, there's gotta be some animosity between managers there between who can go and who can't. So usually it just went off of who is there the longest beeline like to keep it consistent pretty much so mm -hmm. it's like you had your head managers who were the travelers so it was me it was will it was aj i know 
he hates being called AJ. He's the only AJ in basketball contacts. Alex, hi if you're listening. <laughs> um, there, but like, so we were the ones traveling every game, um, pretty much. And then you know, every once in a while, like someone else got the go. But it was pretty much us as the traveling team there with Amaker. You know, you had your head managers rooting, but they usually would just rotate in like one of the younger ones every once in a while, so that you know everybody got the experience. And this way, when you were ready, when it uh, was your turn, as you got to be an upperclassman kind of thing, and go. What was your What was your favorite? We'll, we'll do two different areas here. Like, give me a good story from the Amaker area, Amaker <laughs> era. Like, funny. It seemed like a, a you know, I guess it was more uptight from the manager standpoint. I feel like it was like a little looser from a player standpoint, which is interesting. But there's got to be some funny story you remember from from his era. Um, just to, uh putting me on the spot <laughs> uh, from Amica era like I said like it's a lot more uptight so it's just kind of like you're more focused and kind of doing that um but like just things like <laughs> sorry I'm blanking on that one what about Can I B-line? Do a beeline story first while I think about it yeah yeah, yeah. Hit all, me. Right. all right so this is after my after the uh the Oklahoma game my last game yeah. of the year. Yeah. Um, um, I remember we played in Kansas City. There is around Easter, and like all around town were these giant like bunny statues. <laughs> um, so, me, Will, AJ are walking around. We're trying to you know, kill time because yeah, we're stuck in Kansas City. And it's like at some point, I'm like, I'm trying to get one of them to climb on the statue to take a picture. None of them do it, and so finally, you egged on everybody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I I, I do it because nobody else will. Um, and then it just became a thing of, all right, I did this one. I'm going to go do all of them. <laughs> so, literally, we're walking around. We're finding all these places. That just, I'm climbing on, taking pictures. Probably about the sixth or seventh statue I get on. And I hear, I think it was Ant in the background go, hi, Mrs. Beeline. <laughs> and, like, I'm up there. Like, I freeze. And we turn around. Coach Beeline and his whole family are walking out of Buca de Beppo from dinner. Of course. And I'll just on this right and be like just shaking his head at me <laughs> at that point though you were already gone it didn't even matter yeah, like I, like i was you know in for a penny and for a pound i'm already there yeah, yeah exactly yeah, but, so um that that was a funny one there um yeah amaker it's like i don't have too much personal stories with amaker really mm. from there like i remember like um for my Sophomore year, we're playing um, Ohio State in football. It's like one versus two, the big game, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there, and he invites everyone over to his house for the game, and then like the players, you know, the players, everyone are there. Like players leave about halftime; they want to go do something else, and like he just like asks us to stay so he could like still watch, you know, watch the game with him. So like that, that was cool. Like we were just hanging out in his basement, um, watching the game there. So. But I'm like, Amaker, like, like, those were tough years because those were two years we just yeah. were so close to making the tournament both those years. Um, you know, we had my freshman year, you know, we had a game against Ohio State we blew where Deion Harris got hurt and we blew the lead in that one. Indiana at home on senior night, we fouled late in a tie game. They hit, DJ White hits two free throws and they end up winning that one. There's so like two clubs, you know, we're still in the bubble and then we lose to Minnesota in the first game of the big time tournaments, basically just knock us out completely. You know, sophomore year, we got Ohio State at home, senior night, we're up at the under four time at, I think like four to six points, something like that. Uh, that's the team with Greg Oden, Mike Conley, Juan Lewis, 
number one in the country. They're, yeah. We're, we're up, you know, a few minutes, you see the finish line and we blow it. You know, Courtney Sims misses an open dunk. We end up losing that game by, I think, four and, you know, wasn't enough to get us over the hump. And it's just, you know, that. So it's kind of like you have those tough memories like that. that yeah. Kind of just sour it a little bit, you know, like, no, it's it, not... it was fun. It was great. But... Yeah, it's, it's definitely, you need a fun environment. I feel like, especially for, especially for like staff, like players, you're like always on, but I feel like for staff, it, if, if, it, if it's a losing environment, then it's way, way less fun than it is yeah. if it's like a winning environment. And I feel like that freshman year, like your senior year, that must have been almost, maybe not a relief, but like, even for you, like you were, it was your journey. You, I mean, you obviously yeah. took it to heart, like those losses and like getting that close yeah. in like senior year, that must have been just as much fun for you as, as, as it was for us. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, you, you always want to leave the program in a better place than you got there, you know, yep. from being so close to those first two years to just how bad we were my junior year there. And then so to finally get over that hump, like, you know, there's a picture of us on, you know, Selection Sunday where we're on the chairs on the floor, you know, watching on the big screen in Chrysler, just, you know, there. And then just when our name finally popped up, I think we were the last at-large team. And now it's like we're sitting there that whole time just are we going to get in? Minnesota got in. How, you know, we're, we got to be in. Oh, they yeah. picked Arizona. Like, you know, and you're just going through all these scenarios in your head as this is playing out. We're literally that last team pretty uh, much. Did you, I mean, I fully thought we were going to get in. If you look at that picture, like everyone is jumping up and excited and I'm so confused of why we're, why we're like, didn't think we were going to get in. I feel like, I felt like I thought everyone knew we were going to get in. You know it, but it's not true until you actually see it, you know? I guess. You, you, you know you're in, but, you know, there are, how many snubs are there every year, you know? It's like, why did they pick this team over that team? You know, you know we had that, well, you know, like, 15-point loss to Illinois in the big-time tournament, like, mm. as the last taste in the mouth, you know? That's fair. We had, you know, we blew that Iowa game uh, in overtime, you know, when – Beeline bench Manny in overtime, like and we ended up blowing that, losing that one in overtime. Yeah. So you have to, that's when like all these losses start creeping. That like, oh, what if we had held on here? What if we had done that? And you know, so, so to actually see it up there just kind of valleys and you know, it just makes it real. You know, so, yeah. yes, like no doubt in my mind going in, we were in, but then as they keep getting announced and everyone else is being named but you, it that doubt starts to creep back in. You know? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right, hit me with some manager gossip. I'm looking for some juicy gossip. What was something that the managers hated that we did as players? Uh, I, I'm not going to name names, but like you know, all, all of our laundry got done by Bob Bland and his things. There, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would have my practice gear just disappear at times. I know who did it. I'm not going to name names. I mean, but, we couldn't even get socks from him. So let alone you guys wondering where your yeah, stuff was, asking for stuff. That could not have been a fun conversation. Yeah, no, it was pretty much just me for some reason, too. Like, you know, the, the short, fat Jewish kid from Brooklyn, you know, his, his, his stuff, you know. <laughs> no, people always stole everything because it was just, there'd just be mix and match of everything. Yeah, it was a joke, especially right. the Adidas stuff. I hated the Adidas stuff. We would just swim. Th those shoes were the Worst. Worst. Like I, I think I almost broke Will's ankle once when we were playing basketball. He was on my own team. Just like the pass was a little bit off. Just, those shoes just have no support. I loved when watching you guys play two on two. Did you guys do the manager stuff with other teams? Um, 
not really like it wasn't that big like i've heard like some other schools doing it like in one or two times we tried to get something going but it wasn't really as prevalent as it is now you know we didn't have jay billis blowing it up on twitter all that um with the manager games i remember back when we were in kansas city that the college basketball experience at the sprint center there yeah um and like they had like all these banners for like you know player coach you know ball boy didn't have manager up there <laughs> and all these other positions all these other jobs around college basketball manager was not even there ball boy that's good yeah that's part oh, for the yeah. course though you you at that point you expect it no i mean you, you you go in knowing it's a bit of a thankless job sometimes but you know you, you do it because you know, you love the sport you want to be there you want to help you know all that for sure Mikey, you're too nice. I'm trying to get you angry here. Like, I need some stuff that you just absolutely hated. Oh, I just remember, like, I, I, I don't want to pile on, but, like, a lot of the stuff I really hated was, like, during that the Amherst era, but I feel like that was just more of the way it was set up for the managers, you know? There, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Like, the we're... Tightness. Yeah, the uptightness of just pulling like long hours in the office, you know, doing that, like we're tracking the stats, all that, doing clipping the videos, we're actually like videotapes and all that. Like the, it was just like that was the more annoying stuff. Like with Beatline, like it became a lot easier. Like, yeah, we were doing stats still, but um the video part became easier. My senior year, I'm doing the scouting reports, like basically coaches are giving to me, I'm typing them up. Yeah. And like and like one year time, I think we were playing was it uh, Illinois, and they had uh, Jeffrey Jordan on yeah. the team, and it's just like as a joke before I give it to the coach, I put instead of Jeffrey Jordan's picture, I put Michael Jordan's picture, and like he laughed. He was like, "Yeah, let's go. Like, let's do that." So then, like, I started screwing around with like other like Penn State had Stanley Pringle. I put the Pringle guy logo on there, <laughs> just like you know, little things like that. Like, but you know, we were winning. We're having a good year. Yeah, so it makes it easier to kind of to do those things you know yeah because we, we were exceeding expectations like i remember um was before the uh, ucla game they had us basically handing out like flyers for the open gym before we went to play ucla at msg um there so we're like before the football game we had like an open gym that day like we're standing there and i'm like i'm like handing out i'm like come check out open gym before we go beat ucla at msg and like they were number four in the country, but like I believe that just being around that team, like the way we were there, you know, we were going to win that. Did I think we we're going to be two the next day? No, but you know, I'm not going to say that out loud. Yeah. But then, you know, we come back, we beat them two weeks later. So you know, it's all good. Yeah. That had but to be one of the most, was that the most like rocking that Chrysler was, the Duke, that Duke game in your career? Um, probably not my freshman year. We beat uh, Michigan State. They were number 23 in the country. That was a big game. That'll do it. And then, like, that next – later that week, I think that Michigan State was a midweek game. Saturday we had Wisconsin, who is also ranked, and we beat them. So we knocked off two top, you know, 25 teams in a row there. So, like, that environment was really good there. And Duke, Duke was definitely up there. You know, we definitely had some good crowds. But, like, it, it was kind of rebuilding that basketball program. So, you know, yeah. from how it was that first year there, like, you know, with Beeline to, you know, you had to rebuild that fan base a little bit with the students. And you, such a now, you know, the student section has grown. It's huge over there, which is great. You, know, you definitely want that. It creates that environment, that great home court advantage for the team. But, you know, there was definitely times it was 
lacking. Um, during my time, which is understandable, you know. Yeah, no, definitely. Did you guys have any uh, manager rivalries with Michigan State? Uh, you guys seem way too chill now that we're talking. I was like, you guys are just yeah. chill guys. No, we, I, I remember I, I, I got heckled by the Izzo in uh, my junior year. <laughs> what did um, they say? Uh, we, we were one play that year. So my senior year, we weren't going to be going back up there. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not on this trip, but I'm going to make the drive. Me and Will made the drive up for the game. And like we're rebounding pregame. And like I checked the time to see, you know, when my phone fell out of my pocket there. So then they're just heckling me for like, 15 minutes third layup lines and all that you know just my phone being on the floor you know in between the versus the country roads because you know beeline went to west virginia they got to sing that yeah um, there and then i think they were just heckling will about being towel boy the whole game so, just ruthless they yeah, really don't they, care they, they were probably one of the loudest ones directly at the managers there like you know for for fan bases the zone was definitely willing to give it to us more than like some of the other ones that I remember. Were there any other crowds that did that? Any other student sections? Oh, uh, I remember Illinois was pretty. They were pretty. Raucous, they, but they, they, they were more towards every, they were equal opportunity. Though. Yeah. They, were, they were just like, you know, focusing on us as much as uh, Michigan state was. Yeah. Cause I remember Michigan state, there's not too many student sections that are like right behind the basket. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun, especially like, when I hit the shot and you could just see all the faces at once, just go sad or <laughs> as soon as the ball went through. So that was cool. That's set up. I don't know why college campuses don't set it up more like that, but like, I mean, at Chrysler, you really can't even do it. I guess this is kind of tough from different yeah, spots. They used but. to have the, the band over there, like behind the, one of the baskets. Uh, oh, did they? Um, at, yeah. But before they did the reno, like I'm trying to remember like back in, you know, 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember our uh, intense one-on-one games? Oh, yeah. I'd lock you down all the time. I've never had anybody challenge me to one-on-one more than you <laughs> my entire <laughs> life. I, I, I had a prep for the Dolan Mahoney games that I had after you. <laughs> yeah. I remember <laughs> that. And I was like, Mikey's not going to want to play Dolan. And, and then you're like, hell yeah, let's do this. You were just up for anything. You know, there's only so many people I can beat one-on-one, you know. I just got to take it where I can get it. That's true. That's fair. Yeah, you do got to take those opportunities. Wasn't it you that we had take half-court shots, too? No, it wasn't me. It wasn't you? I feel like we had, like, somebody do half-court shots or, like, behind the – we, like, almost gave somebody money. Oh, Beeline had me run a 17 once. What was that story? Uh, I I think it was just, like, a rough practice and then – the horn went off when he wasn't expecting it to, so that he just yelled at me and had me cope at a 17 after practice. Shocker, I did not make it, but that, that was exhausting. He was I don't like, know how you guys did. He was angry, so he's like, Mikey, you, you messed up, let's go. And you, you ran much, I, think, I think the clock went off, and it's just like, because you know how he was with the clock, you know. Oh, yeah. It has to be, you know, you, you had your time, and that was it. And I don't think he, he wanted that section to be over. So when it was, he's just... Like, uh, and then, so I had to run that, but at least it wasn't a suicide. That, that I think would have killed me. You were, were you the only one that ran the 17? Um, that day. Yeah. I don't know if he did it afterwards with me. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Yeah. Oh, but that, that seems, that seems about right. Who, uh, who, okay. Give me two answers. Who's your favorite player. And then who is like the funniest at your, in your time. 
the funniest. Uh, I mean, Ant is def- was definitely up there for funny. He was on twenty four seven. Yeah. Oh, uh, like if if you just let up for a second with him, he 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 had you. <laughs> you had to be on point around Ant all the time. Yes. Favorites. Uh, I know me and Reed Baker, uh, who was there under Amaker, we were pretty close um, when I was there. You know, we kept in touch a little bit after he got uh, transferred over to Florida Gulf. Um, after that, I mean, I was pretty much just hanging out with, you know, I hung out with Novak a little bit. Like, um, we didn't really hang out too much, too. You were too busy with uh, I didn't. your girlfriend then. Yeah. I didn't hang out with anybody. You, you didn't do anything. No. Oh. Uh, but yeah, and then yeah, it's like by that point I was just trying to get through and get done. Um, by the time you got there a little bit, so I was really hanging out too much uh, with the guy. But um, probably like from when I was going out and hanging, probably Reed was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then we disappointed you. My my team's disappointed you. <laughs> we, we were at just different points in our lives too, you know. That just, is true. Passing in the night. That is true. I, I couldn't. I couldn't get into. I couldn't go out with you. You're already too old for me. Um, what was I just going to ask you? What? Uh, wow, no, I don't remember. You got any more? You got any more good stories for me? You said you had some some good some good stories for me. Yeah. Oh, so so l- l- let's talk about the one uh, that I messaged you on Twitter about that got me the invite here. Let's talk about that one first. Okay. So um, <laughs> you, you, you had mentioned on the podcast with Dave about you know, somehow you guys got the Duke scouting report. Yes. Uh, yeah, the yeah, MSU yeah. Game. So uh, after I heard that, I messaged you how that happened. So yep. um, we're at a FedEx Kinko's printing off our scouting report literally after the UCLA game. You know, so me and the other two managers were there, we're printing it off, whatever. And I just happened to look next to me and in the garbage can, I see ripped up, you know, ripped up papers. And one of them is one of our players' faces. Like I said, I'm pretty sure it was used to, but, you know, like I said, this was 2008. You know, yes. my memory is not what it used to be. I don't sleep anymore uh, with my <laughs> toddler. So, uh, um, there. So then, like I see that we literally we start pulling out the papers, piecing it together, taping it back up uh, to get that scout report um, for the staff there. Um, so that's how we got that one. And then after that, we had the film session for that um, for that game. And I'm, I'm tired. You know, we're back in New York City, my hometown. You know, I have friends in the area, so I, I, I was a little bit sleepy. Uh, so during film, I go to AJ. I'm like, I'm gonna fall asleep during this film session. Just wake me up before it's over, because uh, you know it was my job to get the lights uh, yes. afterwards. So literally, as it's over, the lights come on, and then he wakes me up, and I'm like, I'm just jumping off, having you're like totally, you know, blown my spot up. Yeah, you know, clear. I was napping uh there but no, that, that that was a fun trip being back home and you know especially getting that win i remember we were at a i think we went to like a diner later that night after the ucla game and like we're waiting for the sports center to come around to get the highlights back on because of course um of that win there um and then for like probably like two months straight after that game Ant's watching his backdoor pass to pd on youtube on the computers <laughs> He was always pulling that up, just watching it on repeat. I remember that. I remember that he, it was probably on his sidekick, too. He probably he had that. Oh, yeah. good I gotta have that sidekick. Oh, my God. He loved that phone. I remember that New York trip. And I know it's your hometown and you love it, but 
Zach and I, the first night, we had left our food in the room on the floor and we wake up to mice in our Chinese food <laughs> bag and we had to, we moved rooms. I don't know what it means. Like apparently we're just scared of mice. I was like, never again, New York city. I will never go back. Well, that, that was a very old hotel we were staying in too. I remember. Like, yeah. Tidy hallways, like an old school elevator. Oh yeah. Do you remember we're, uh, we're doing the bus tour around the city and like we get by canal street and PD stops to get the watch and he pulls the guy on the bus no fake watches no <laughs> i i was asleep the entire trip of the whole bus trip what did he do <laughs> like he literally got one of those guys so like the fake rolexes mm-hmm. he, like he made him stop he got off the bus got him to come on the bus i think he bought one novak bought one like the guy, like like you can see the guy's face when he's first stepping on the bus like confused as hell he's getting pulled onto this bus with That's his so fake funny. watches I can't believe that was even allowed. That's hilarious. I do remember them having those watches though, but yeah, we, we, everyone's always like, have you been to New York city or have you, have you seen New York city? And I was like, well, I went on a bus tour once with my team, but I was asleep the whole time. <laughs> we never got to sleep on those trips. I could never sleep on those trips. No, I, I just remember like, as we're driving down, like the, the city, like we pass like Brooklyn's on outside the window and coach me's like, Hey, that's where Mikey lives. <laughs> <laughs> You got any more before we, I got, I got uh, some quick hitters for you, but you got any more good stories? Uh, uh, I remember at the NCAA tournament when uh, P and Eric flooded their room with the bathtub. I forgot that one too. Tell that one. Did you have to <laughs> met, did you have to deal with that? Oh, no, no, no. I, I just went into pictures. <laughs> that, that, that was in the hotel, the hotel staff for that. But thankfully that was not a manager job there. Um, yeah, um, so what did they do? I don't even remember. I, I think just one of them started the bath and just forgot about it. They just flooded their whole room. Sounds like PD. Probably PD. Sounds like PD. Okay. I, I love PD. PD was the best. Like, oh. I, I, the like, best. Literally, like, I, I called him Mushmouth, though. Like, he would say something like, I would barely understand what he was saying. Oh, yeah. And then like, he'd, be like, I, he'd be like, What, PD, what'd you say? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> or, or like, he'd repeat it and then, like, I'd ask again and like repeat it and then like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. No clue what no he idea. actually said the whole time. No idea. His brain, uh, his brain moved too fast. He he was actually very thoughtful, but he was his brain was moving way oh, too yeah. fast. No, like like he he was one of the nicest people. Epe was one of the nicest people too. Um like when he first got there, it was like, Mr. Manager, can you please do that? Like he just so polite, like you know, Midwestern values. That's all that. so funny. Mr. Manager, really? Yep. You're like, you're like, what the hell? Yeah. yeah we, we got that to stop after a little bit, but like, yeah, you, you could tell like he, he, he was raised with those Midwestern values. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever think about uh, like some guys drop off and they come in and out and they don't really like it, but you, the whole time you lasted four years. Did you ever think about quitting? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, I mean, like the, with, with, with that time commitment, it definitely was. And then, there was one time where um, I think it was going into my senior year before that season, um, I was doing because I had actually gotten passed over for head manager that year. So um, mm. there, like, you know, like I said, it's me, Will, AJ were like kind of the top three there. Me and AJ were both seniors. Will was a, so- a junior. He was a year behind us. Yeah. Um, and so like, I, I thought I should have been up there. Like, 
but you know, they, they decided they were just those two were going to be the head managers. I didn't, so, and basically, I wasn't going to travel. I wasn't going to do anything. So I'm like, I put in all this time. Like, I want to, you know, and then to not be able to travel and do all that, you know, which, you know, by my senior year, I should be doing, you know, yeah. definitely um, led me to have that conversation about quitting. And then at the end, I decided to stay. And thankfully, I did because, you know, we got, we went on that great run that year. Um, there we made the tournament beat Clemson. I remember. Uh, we had some tough games that year too. I mean, remember mm-hmm. went to overtime with Savannah State. Uh, there, PD hit a buzzer beater to win that one. Crazy. I think Novak missed a dunk at the end of the regulation. That went yep. a one two on that one. Yeah, one of the best Novak uh, stories. <laughs> well, you know, I can't say anything to Novak. He killed it. So <laughs> he was but, he was his anger. I feel like he like, scared you guys back then. Like he was definitely intense. Like, but like he was one of my favorites to rebound for. Like hit you and him just because it was easier. You 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 guys were shooters. You guys hit your shots. I didn't have yeah. to move as much. Yeah. And like I don't know if it was like lefty versus lefty. It was just easier to feed Novak. Mm-hmm. Um, there with the ball, especially when you when you're doing the you know you got to make the fifty threes in uh five minutes. You know with those things just there like um you you two were probably two of my favorite to rebound for um just because. Usually, if the ball missed, it wasn't shooting off. Like, right, that's and, seniority and get, right there. You get to pick. Oh yeah, th- who th- you, then they who get you mad at us, you know, when it bounces off. You know, like it's not my fault you shot a brick, but you know, I'm taking too long to get you the ball back. I remember Zach that that if he did like hit a brick and the ball is out, he's like, you know, like almost like <laughs> shake, like come on, like, throw the ball. I gotta hit fifty three. He wanted those records. Man. He really wanted those <laughs> records. I, I I just remember like. Like if guys were like just missed, they started bargaining with us. Like, say I got it, say I got it, because <laughs> they, they didn't want to run. How about like, how about you, the uh, the raps? We had to um, you you probably learned. Oh yeah, with the, the rapper. They were impossible. So it was. Yeah. I think it was 120 in two minutes, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And it or 120 in a minute. I don't even remember. Whatever it was, it was impossible to get. So every manager we would have, like, they, we didn't have to tell them by like. My sophomore, junior year, I think my freshman year, like some guys were still sticklers. Like if you're way off, yeah. it was like 110. You're like, yeah, he got it. 121. Yeah. And like, you didn't have to tell those guys anymore. Cause it was like, yeah, this is yeah. impossible. After, after seeing it a couple of times. Well, yeah, for sure. Cause you know, the, well, cause he really like, like I said, that first year with Beeline, he instituted it and we were all just trying to learn it, all that. By yes. the time you came around to year two, we had a little bit of a, a better feel for it, but yes. we couldn't let you slide too much of the freshman. Yeah. But yeah. No, you guys, you guys were nice. Oh, I got a, uh, okay. One more, one more story of mine. And then yeah. we'll get into some quick hitters and we'll end it here. Uh, I will not name names here, but we were coming back on a trip and we were flying home and <laughs> we lost. So, you know, everyone's supposed to be sad and solemn. Vogrich didn't play that game. And Vogrich has a tradition of watching wedding crashers on the way home <laughs> and is on his MacBook, puts the DVD in back then when they had that. And he is just laughing his ass off on the plane. <laughs> and the whole plane's supposed to be silent. And we get back and Matt gets in trouble and I think has to run sprints. And like we get yelled at because you know everyone's supposed to be sad. We're not supposed to be laughing after it. And he tells me who snitched on him. And I was like, What the hell is going on right now? Why are why are these guys snitching? But I, it wasn't you, and I knew you wouldn't have done anything. No, it wasn't me because Bogrich was a year after me. He was- Oh yeah, definitely duh. Wasn't duh. Yeah. yeah, you weren't, but you would have never done anything like that. But I feel like there's no. some things there that like there, there, there's a there's possibilities to snitch. I've heard of other schools of like crazy snitching. 
I, I've accidentally spits on a player once in my career um, there. You did? I didn't even meet. Uh, I, I had a stats class with uh, Courtney Sims. We're in statistics <laughs> together. Uh-huh. Um, and um, one of the assistant coaches asked me if uh, we had gotten like our exams back yet. So I'm like, yeah. Like, uh, and he said no. <laughs> yeah. So, so that, 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 that was the one. I, I, like, I didn't even think of it. He's like, you got I'm like, yeah, we got it back yet. Was he pissed? So, so that, that, uh, he, he didn't take it out on me. I don't, he, he might've changed a little bit. Uh, yeah. But like, I don't think he took it out on me, but um, that, that was my one snitch there. Oh, I, I just thought of another great story. Um, Indiana, your freshman year, the, the plane trip yes. down there. So we're, we're flying in to, to Bloomington to play Indiana. I think it's like a what, nine o'clock tip that game we're flying in. Um, and as we're landing, I'm looking out the window and the plane is sideways. Like literally, like as we're going down, it's going down like this. I'm like, we're going to straighten out, right? We're going to straighten out. And the whole time I'm thinking, like, I'm, like, I'm not freaking out because I'm like, we're, we're going to straighten out, whatever, we're turning, whatever. And the plane literally landed on its wing. It was the, uh, was it? it was the, the Tigers and the Red Wings plane. Yes. Back when we were able to use it. I think that was the last time we used that one. Yes. I don't know if you used it afterwards, but I didn't think anybody saw that because I looked out right as we landed. I didn't know we were like sideways. I looked out and I saw sparks and I was like, did anybody else see that? They're like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, I just saw sparks. Like, I'm pretty sure the wing hit the ground. That plane hit a big bounce. I don't know how they didn't notice that. I don't know, but like nobody knows it. And then we get back in the locker room and they go, yeah, uh, the plane is out of commission. We have to bust back. And I'm like, of course it is. The wing hit the yeah. ground. Like, we can't fly back on this thing. Uh, you know, like I said, nine o'clock tip. That game went to overtime. Uh, yes. And you won it with LLP hit the, the three that just bounced it. Yeah. Finally dropped it. Nah, that was one of my favorite wins. We were down, like, I think 20 at the half at that one. Like, so I'm ridiculous. upstairs. I'm filming that game. We're, we were getting killed. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go get a snack. It's halftime. I'm, I'm up film. I go and I go get. I remember I got a box of Mike and Ike's, and so I'm eating that the second half while we're filming, and we come back and we win that game. So, so then fun. it started like every time that year, if we were losing at half, like I would try and find if they had Mike and Ike's there. So UConn, we were losing half. They they didn't. I got, I tried M and M's. We lost that game, dude. There. The only other one that had Mike and Ike's, Minnesota. And didn't we win that one? We came back and we won that game. <laughs> there you go. Lawrence Westbrook hit the three to tie, but Tubby called the timeout right before. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Um, and then we ended up holding on. I remember I'm sitting next to Matt Shepard, who's doing the radio. So yeah. I come back with a mic and he kind of gives me a look. I'm like, it worked in Indiana. Let's see. And then like as it got to the under four, like we're coming back. He's like, keep eating these. <laughs> so like he, he took a couple, like it was like just keeping them, it's working. Yeah. So 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 Mike and Ike's were, were the reason we uh won those two games. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I remember some of those games where we would you guys filmed them and we'd had uh your film, the manager film, and we would have them on silent, but <laughs> be like a couple times like, you guys are gonna want to hear this. And it was like one big win we had. And I think it was you, and it was like just freaking out after like a big basket <laughs> and it was like just the managers like going crazy and it was it was very funny it probably was I, i'm not very good at uh holding my emotions sometimes no that's fine that makes a lot of sense um oh, oh. what 
No, I just remembered. Um, so, you know, back when I was, you know, starting off there, we weren't on TV. Big Ten Network wasn't around yet. Like, so, mm-hmm. you know, all of our games weren't on TV, you know, especially, you know, like I said, I'm in New York. Michigan basketball is not on there very often. So, um, I get home one time from break, and my parents had a digital picture for me. These were the new things, you know, you, you yes. take your pictures, you upload them, and it rotates them through. And I'm looking at it, and there's a picture of me on the bench at one of the games, just like sitting like this just watching the game, open mouth, watching them. and my mom took a picture of it and put it on the, on the picture frame. I'm like, why do you want that? Like you're on TV. I'm like, <laughs> you were definitely uh, one of the more intense guys. Very, very opposite of me, which is why I think I, uh, I liked you as one, as our manager, but it was, you were, you were yeah. into it, say the least. I, I was not the most intense though. Um, I remember after the uh, Oklahoma game, one one of the managers chased an official down the the tunnel after that game, yelling at him. It wasn't Will. I'm not naming names. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, Did uh, Beeline find out about that? I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know who found out about it. Um, the ref could not yeah, have but, liked that. But, but I mean, that 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 game was horribly officiated. Like, I mean, I have to go back. And Manny watch. had. We're in foul trouble like five minutes in. Yeah, we're lucky to be the, down three at the half. That was a struggle. It was definitely Novak took the charge on Blake when the trap and the, on the baseline trap. Novak took the charge and they called a foul on him. Blake, that, that game was—it was brutal. That that was yeah. brutal. We were we were outmatched anyways that game, but that is hilarious. Oh, for I've sure, never, but then, I've like, never you know, seen... we, we we were not helped at all though. Like, no. you know, we were lucky to be in it. You know, and had that huge first half for us. That you know, yeah. only down three. I gotta, um, I gotta, I gotta ask about that story. That is, that is hilarious too. I've never seen a manager run down a ref before. Yeah. No, I, 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 we had a lot of managers coming from that game. Obviously, you know, first time we made the tournament since '98. Yeah. You know, everyone of course. Drove down, like, of course. Um, for that, was, you know, that that was huge. Um, just to make it and you know, to win that game was big too. You know, like yeah. I, I had no doubt we we're gonna beat Clemson. Like, just no, me either. Like just, just watching them, like, and I used to watch a lot more college basketball than I get to do now. Just like, so like, I was pretty much watching everybody back then, and just Clemson just we, we matched up some well with that team. Like, honestly, we should have beat them more than by the three we did. Honestly, it should have been 10, 12 at least. Yeah, yeah that was a that was a strange team we played. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm gonna get you. I got you three questions, uh, and then we'll get out of here. First question is we talked about a little bit about it, but from a manager standpoint and, and from your career ending the last game at Oklahoma or against Oklahoma, we lose, we get in the locker room. What are your immediate feelings? Sad, happy, relief. What, what are you feeling? Um, sad. Um, cause you, 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 you know how I was like, I, I, I took the game to heart. Um, mm-hmm. there, so, you know, definitely sad at the loss. And then it didn't really hit me that it was over till we got back and like, you know, we're doing, you know, get back into like the workouts because we still got those practice days left at the end of the year. And it's just like, I'm pretty much the only senior that's still there yeah. this year. Uh, because, you know, the senior player, what are they working out for? They're, they're done, you know? Right. Um, and then, you know, it's like I had nothing to do, like literally for, you know, my time was just practice, 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 you know, in the office, all that. Um, so that was definitely uh, when it kind of hit me that it was over. Yep. Um, and I thought back then, you know, oh, I'd still be working in sports because that's what I went for sport management. I wanted to work in sport. Didn't work out that way. It happens um, there. So, like, you know, I had a couple of interests at Limor, but that was really my last kind of basketball experience was 
was that. So um, and that's when it kind of hit me. And then it's just kind of like, all right, what, what do I do now with my time? <laughs> yeah, no, that so makes much sense. time there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, Skeeps or Ricks? I, I, I'm going to break the trend here. No. Neither. Oh, which one? Oh, wait, wait. Okay, I, I have a guess, but you go. Uh, honestly, like I was more big on the Main Street bars. Like Heidelberg was my favorite place. Yeah, you know? yeah, I got into that a little more senior year. Um, cool you know, I, if, if we're talking about just on campus, um, I was usually at like the Jug or Leprechauns. Um, they were mostly where I went on campus, but I, I prefer the Main Street bars. You like the towny places, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that For was sure. definitely towny spots, but it was good. I like those places too. Okay, last question. What is one thing that you learned that you at Michigan or your time at Michigan that you still carry with you to this day? Some lesson or, or something like that? Oh, just that the importance of hard work, nothing's going to get handed to you. You have to, you have to put in the effort. You have to put in the time um, to get what you want. You know, it's not going to be easy um, there, but, you know, just, you know, being able to work towards it, you know, find a way to do it. Like, like I mentioned with, you know, not almost quitting before my senior year because I wasn't going to travel. And then we found a way where I'd be the video manager and I'd be taping all the games. So, like, you know, it's not what I wanted. I wanted to be on the bench, but it still allowed me to, you know, travel there. Um, just being able to just kind of, you know, know, you know, there, there are ways to get what you want. If, you, if you're willing to work for it, you're willing to have that opportunity. I do got one more story though, actually, um, before Hit I me. forget, before Hit I sign me. off. So um, it was after... We had uh, fired Amaker, you know, the program, you know, you have the assistants hanging around trying to get stuff done. Uh, me and one of the other managers, we're still in the office. We're, you know, getting like recruiting mailers done and kind of all this stuff at the season. And I think it's like, it was a Saturday afternoon. Like we're, we're in the office, we're printing off some stuff. And in the back door walked Beeline and Bill Martin, like through the back door wide and bought there. So it's like, we just look at each, like, they walk in and be like, hey, hey, and like, we just look at each, like, I guess we got a new coach now. <laughs> so like, we, we were pretty much the first people on campus to know we were hiring Beeline just because we saw Bill Burton walk in the office there. That's hilarious. I didn't realize it wasn't, it wasn't announced then. He just walks in. Yeah, he literally just won the NIT with West Virginia the night before. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, because he was negotiating all that. Yeah, that is an interesting thing. That's hilarious. Yeah, so that's just literally, we're just there, and it walks Bill Horn and Beeline, we're like, okay, we got a coach now. That's funny. That's so funny, but exciting at the same time. That's like a, that's a fun insider job right there, yeah. All right, Mikey, I really appreciate it. This was awesome. Um, hopefully, we'll, we can get you back on sometime in the future. Give me some more manager stories. I need you to start start thinking and writing some stuff all down, right. all right? Uh, I, I just remembered a, a Novak story, but I'll save it for next time. okay perfect perfect (laughs) perfect because this will not be a one and done thing mikey i appreciate you man this was great and uh yeah till next time yeah great catching up too